Hey, this is Doug Meisinger with the Vinyl Draft Social Club and Vinyl Draft Radio. And I'm TJ Alds of I-45 Now and Clear Lake Now, coming to you from the historic Kima Visitor Center in the heart of Clear Lake's Tourist Hub. And this is Draft 45. Okay, welcome. Hey, buddy, how you doing? It's good to see you. Pretty good. Has it, it's been a it's been a little bit. Yeah, we took we took a little bit of a break. Yeah, we did. Well, you had some breaking news yeah. going on, and, and I think one of them was my fault. I don't, but I can't it was. Say, yeah. It's always your fault. Eh, what are you going to do? Happens, and so. don't even ask me what the reason was because I've moved on. The one forty six bridge closure. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. When the naked guy was running away. That's from the, the thing. Yeah, that's it. Okay. God, I for, and how did I forget that? Yeah, I that's know. That's crazy. Right? That's crazy. <laughs> it was on the Seabrook side, so you didn't care. At that that's point. right. Yeah, that's out of my uh, that's out of my purview, so they say. Um, but uh, no, good to see you. Good uh, to see you as glad well. Glad we're back. Thrilled with our guest. Oh yeah. Yeah. Been trying to get her in for a while. Ah uh, yeah yeah. Well, I mean. She's pretty popular. I mean, everybody's everybody's trying to get Barbara, so yeah. you know, everyone wants to talk to her. But I'm going to let you do the, the official intro. Our guest on the uh, on the podcast today is uh, Barbara uh, Kutzinger of Bay Area Houston Economic Partnership, and uh, I like to call her the Queen of Economic Development News. Uh, every month, we get that great newsletter from her of what's hot and what's happening around. Barbara, welcome on the show. We're glad to have you. Thank you very much. Nice to be here with you. Some people call me the head of Hopper, but nobody knows who that is anymore. <laughs> she was a, a famous gossip columnist, and I keep saying this is not gossip. It's not. It's actual no, it's real news. Fact. Real stuff. Yeah. Uh, let me get into something here before we get into some of the details. You know, after going through COVID last year, mm-hmm. uh, where we saw all this huge business slow down, overall we say we saw business slow down really there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we're starting to see come to fruition now can you talk about what you were seeing and hearing in the economic development world and then what we're seeing now that was probably being worked on the whole time when COVID was happening there was the the one thing that people still haven't got their arms around yet is some of and not not so much this area but in Houston where we have so much office space and you know, there's still uh, a lot of companies that haven't gone back yet. Somebody's still paying the bills, but the people aren't there. So that that was one thing, and, and they really don't know, you know, we at the time they were building uh, a lot of places in Houston, uh, sort of a, a WeWork type right. office building, and then you have COVID, and you're going, well, wait a minute, I don't want to sit close to all these people anymore, I want to stay home and work. So. That was the office. But what was interesting is what was happening in commercial and retail. So some of our small businesses didn't make it. Um, and, and for various reasons, you know, they, uh, they couldn't work. They had their own family to take care of. They couldn't get the help. So the businesses that closed, there were people watching for the great locations that were coming available, and they were being snapped up fast. If you have a great location, you know, it works. So that was that was one thing. The other thing was, and you, uh, y'all were just talking about the road work on, on 146, it takes a while to do the due diligence and start doing the surveys and everything that you need to make a decision, and those things are not done overnight. So I think people were encouraged. They see that this is working. That was a good time to start getting some things done. Get your, 
get your ducks in a row and get ready. So you're right, there was a lot going on behind the scenes. For those of you just joining us, you're listening and watching Draft 45, a weekly podcast with Doug Meisinger and then myself, TJ Alds. Uh, we're uh, glad to have on with us Barbara Kutzinger of the Bay Area Houston Economic Partnership. You mentioned about the office space stuff. Um, what I find interesting is, is that there's a combination of things. Some people may take it, oh, it's about safety and that. A lot of companies had found their employees enjoyed working from home or working remotely and that it was actually seen as an added benefit and they found that in many cases it did work. Is that part of is that mostly the trend you see with that or is it still safety concerns of folks worried about disease spread or, or virus spread? It is. I uh, I go to some meetings uh, sometimes every month quarterly depending when we can get them together with a lot of the researchers for the big commercial real estate firms and i'll tell you what they love they've been able to work at home now you think that's a lot of research that they're doing and working with demographics and all kinds of space availability they love working from home and they're making it work now one of them they just opened a new building and uh so now they're having to go back but I think it's more just, you know, they like it. You know, they had children at home, and maybe they were taking care of, of parents. So it works for a number of reasons. And I've seen more and more companies talk about hybrid, whereas, okay, come in the office two days a week, mm-hmm. work from home three, uh, and also the four-day work week is about to – we're starting to see more companies. I know at our company we adopted the four-day work week now. We work a 10-hour shift versus an eight-hour shift, or, you know, and there, and our employees mm-hmm. are liking having the three days off mm-hmm. more than anything else. So we're seeing, I wonder if, if there's a silver lining to all the shutdowns of what's happened here, is that it, I think it shows the resilience of, the, of business in America, is that through history, we have seen the businesses in our country, small and big, adjust to the major things. They may not be able to do it like that, but they figure it out. And we're maybe seeing a new a new way of doing business that's going to last a long time after what we've saw in 2020 yes. in the first part of 2021. Do you agree with the folks you've been talking with? I, I do. I, I think that we're some things are going to be a whole new way of doing things, but then some areas like those office buildings. You know, for several years ago, we had almost 10 million, 10 to 12 million square foot of office space, you know, subleases that it was just available. And a lot of it got absorbed, and now it's, you know, then then we had COVID come back in. But there are companies, uh, for instance, I know um, one of them in Houston, one of the commercial brokerage, they just hired, there's a hiring spree going on right now. Well, they've been busy. That's kind of the world that I work in. I work a lot with the uh, commercial real estate companies in Houston, with the, the brokers who do business, a lot of them in the area. And, you know, they still need to be together. They still need to have team meetings. It's very important. But they've all been really, really busy. So um, there's been a lot of, I call it a uh, cakewalk, where you get up and get up from the chair you're in, walk around and sit down in another one. A lot of stuff like that. <laughs> and they're trying to hire. You know, everybody wants to hire the best of the best. So um, I, I think... I heard a conversation the other night about, well, I don't know if we're ever going to need to build more office buildings. That's not realistic to me. Right. You still, 
you've got to be together to discuss ideas, uh, projects that you're working on. But I think the hybrid thing is, is really, it's a sweet deal, isn't it? Well, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm one of those that, that has seen it work in like newsrooms uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, the old saying goes in the news business that uh, if you're sitting at your desk, you're not getting news. And it went into where your workspace is just kind of where you come every once in a while, but you should be doing your real work out in the field. You come back every once in a while. And we're seeing newsrooms, particularly, I, I, I reflect on KPRC Channel 2, when they redid and they built their whole building, the new building. There's not a spot really where you stay the whole time. Mm-hmm. It is you come in and you work and you move on, but there's more open space for like social social gathering type of things where you can do team meetings in a different setting than in a conference room and the like. And I wonder if that's what we're going to start is that the 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 office space maybe they're holding back on right now just to kind of see what's going to be the new. You mentioned we work where it may be more of those hybrid collaborative spaces versus the whole cubicle setup along one wall and a boardroom off to the left or right is that something we may be seeing from what you're hearing from your commercial folks it could be in fact uh, i think like we work i believe has been reorganized a little bit and they're coming back so i think that it's not it's not over you know it it, it really is interesting you know but one of the things that in depending on which area you're in, when you have an office and people come to work, they're having a lot of food catered in for meetings. That goes on downtown like crazy or you know around the Galleria where you have a lot of buildings. People are eating out at lunchtime. When people are staying at home and they're working from home, yeah. sometimes they're in their pajamas, they're not even buying a new suit. So, that's you know, interesting that you brought that up because yeah. my dry cleaner didn't see me. He normally yeah. sees me every week. That's right. And he hadn't seen me in exactly. so long. When I finally did go back, it was this year. I thought, yeah, I, I've had no reason to come here. I yeah. just, you know, working from home, it just didn't really matter. And I'm just getting back to the point now where I see him maybe once or twice a month. But it, yeah, that was a, that was a weekly thing for me. So and yeah, it did change a lot of things. That right. hurt, then that, that's a business that is also affected. It is, and you know, and, and a lot so, of them like that. That it's hurt a lot of those small businesses because there hasn't been a need for it anymore. Now your restaurants, we figured out a way around that. You right. Can't go to the restaurant, you go pick it up or have it delivered. And so you know, it's been everybody has had to be very creative on how to still do business. Um, then there's the Amazon effect, but you know, it, it, it really is. I, um, you know, one of the, um, is it, uh, intuitive machines had the big area that they fixed. So they still do conference calls and a zoom or however it's it, but it's just like everybody's in a group, but you're not there right. in person, but you can see everybody. And it's just like a regular meeting, but that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I jokingly called that uh, uh, the old Get Smart movies where you had the, <laughs> the cone of silence thing come over you uh, that they had. It, it, I, I was at exactly. one of those meetings at Intuitive Machines, which is out at, uh, at Houston Spaceport. Uh, and uh, it was like, I said, okay, this is interesting, but it works. Uh, and they, they're all still able to see each other, Yeah, but still not be... You know, like right up on top of each other. Um, but at the same time, they're still building a spacecraft. So some people got to get next to each other. You don't build a spacecraft from those little remote desks yeah. uh, that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and that gets into 
there's a lot of activity taking place in our area. You mentioned intuitive machines. We, we had a great visit there uh, not too long ago. Edge, uh, the Edge Center had its formal mm-hmm. opening that San Jacinto College shares that space over there mm-hmm. at, at, at Houston Spaceport with intuitive machines where right now intuitive machines is building a lander. Mm-hmm. It's going, lander. A lunar lander. It's going to be the first man-made object back to the moon since from America since Apollo. I mean, think about that. Since 1972, this is going to be the first man-made object from America land back on the moon. And it's being built. This is the exciting part. It's being built four blocks from Nassau Bay, where I live. I mean, it's and where your office is. I mean, it's not far at all. Um, but we're seeing a lot of that innovation coming out of Houston Spaceport right now. Talk about... A lot of seeing. interest. That's the one that's gotten a lot of, but, you know, Collins Aerospace, all of them have a lot of activity taking place where we're seeing the realization of commercial space. Mm-hmm. What we see on TV with Jeff Bezos and, uh, and Elon Musk's and, and Virgin Galactic, that's one part of it. The big stuff that's happening is the stuff that's not going to be not sending passengers up to space. It's going to be sending equipment uh, and uh, experiments and new space stations and the like. Talk about what we're seeing within the space industry. That's big, obviously, in this area. It is. uh, You know, we've got a building going up right now that's for Collins Aerospace, and it's already underway, and we're already getting phone calls. I mean, everybody's curious, you know, what's going on. It's going to be a beautiful building. And then the next one up will probably be Intuitive Machines. Um, Axiom Space has, uh, they're still figuring out where everything's going to go. I was just at a meeting about two weeks ago with someone from uh, Houston Airport Systems, and I asked about that, you know, when is that coming? So we're going to have three huge companies with buildings out there. I mean, it's happening. Yeah. And that's what's so exciting. It's not just talk. Well, and I remember, too, when Arturo Menchaca first was talking about Houston Spaceport, uh, at the space conference, uh, you know, back in 2017, and and it was like, oh, okay, it's you know, pie in the sky <laughs> and everything. Now we're starting to see stuff getting constructed out there. And for those who don't know, Houston Spaceport is located at Ellington Airport. Right. It's really kind of on the backside. Yeah, you have to come up Space Center Boulevard side of that's it to right. see that. That's where the entrance. That's is. where the entrance that's is. Right. Uh, but there is some exciting stuff that's happening uh, around there. Well, it went. Intuitive Machines gets their new building built, and they'll move out of the building that they now share with the Edge Center. And the Edge Center is so important because, you know, a company is not going to locate anymore unless they have workforce. It's still location, but topping that is workforce. And that's exactly what they're doing at the Edge Center. Uh, San Jacinto College is training students and all these new advanced materials that all of the, the aircrafts are being made of today, the parts, uh, they're, the job opportunities are tremendous. Uh, the students there have jobs before they graduate. And uh, it's really exciting. We're gonna have probably 2,000 new jobs there at the spaceport as things sit right now in about three to five years. I mean. Can you imagine? We, we, and high-paying jobs. Yeah, high-paying jobs. <laughs> yes. And at a time in which we were talking about cutbacks in right. space spending mm-hmm. from the government side, mm-hmm. but what we're starting to see is that commercialization mm-hmm. uh, bring it up now. 
Absolutely, and what they're working on uh, at the EDGE Center, it's a lot of robotics, uh, telecommunications, um, all types of electrical systems that you would use in either aircraft or parts, mechatronics, uh, composites, mentioned that, but it's, it's a lot of <clears throat> really interesting uh, education that's going on. It's a, it's a whole new ball game for this yeah. area, so it's pretty exciting. It is exciting stuff for sure. And you know, we we had, we had talked earlier about you know COVID and and construction projects and things like that. Um, I'm curious what what the message you would give to somebody who is looking at developing in this area, looking at moving to this area, that is using the fact that all these things are going on to delay it. So as a city, uh, we actually have a piece of property that is currently listed uh, right now. It's a commercial piece of property for sale. And I had spoken with the, the broker, and they said, well, there's a lot of interest, but they want to wait. They want to wait until 146 is, is a little bit closer to being finished. And that doesn't seem like the best move to me. It would be like, now would be the time to grab it while you can, because it's going to be just a rush for things. So what would you say to somebody that is interested in this area, but they're taking a, I want to wait until certain things it's, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because I just had that conversation and I have been for the last two years tell people, you know, we were talking about the due diligence that you do on a project. You know, you know, we have a very definitive route for everything going on with the, the new road work on, on uh, 146. We've got expressways, we've got new, new roads going, everything. They know where things are going. I said, use this opportunity to go ahead and get started, uh, get your building plan. Just buying the land alone or, or leasing, it takes a while to get all that paperwork mm -hmm. done. You know, sometimes it could be a year, it could be two years. So I was visiting with a gentleman about a month ago and that came up again and I said, why aren't you grabbing it right now? Just like you said, Doug, grab it now. And he said, because a lot of companies want to wait until we know that that's the plan, but we still want to wait until it's done so there's no guesswork. And it's interesting. I think most people, if I had to guess, I would say that probably 75% of them do it early because the best spots are going to be gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. The other, the other percentage, they still prefer to wait and make sure everything is signed, sealed, and delivered. It's just that's just their their culture. Me, I'd be I'd be on it. Right away. That's where I am because I I would want to try to time my opening to the completion of that project. Yes. And so while they're working on theirs, I would want to be focused on working on mine and just sort of have mm -hmm. it all at the same time. Well, it gives into the mindset too of that once it's open, there's traffic flow. It's going to cost a whole lot more money mm -hmm. than it did when it originally was cow pastures. You know, turning from cow pasture. Yeah. But hey. There's a reason those guys are millionaires and we're not. That's yeah. right. That is right. That's true. And that was one of the things that I said, too. It's going to cost more after it's done right now. And they said, we'd, we'd still rather wait. We don't mind paying more. That's what they said. That's a, it's, 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 it's baked in to yeah. their plans right. going along the way. That's their culture, and, and that's, that's it. You know, we talked about maybe the office space being struggling right now. One of the things is it, you know, going, we mentioned about San Jacinto College and, and – and, and the Edge Center, but I was on my way over to the main campus the other day driving down uh, uh, Red Bluff, mm -hmm. and there's this warehouse space after warehouse space after warehouse space. And then I saw an interesting story over the weekend about 
there's not enough warehouse space that could be built. You could build 115 square, 115,000 square feet a day and still not meet the demand. That's the other thing we're seeing is mm -hmm. as e-commerce becomes the way to shop. Absolutely. Brick and mortar stores may be shrinking, but the place to keep the goods are mm -hmm. expanding. Red Bluff's one area, but we're starting to see all over these, this kind of, you know, I was driving up to Hockley last weekend and everywhere. Rosenberg, everywhere, yeah. everywhere. They're, they're all, they've, they've become their own little port area. Absolutely, because you, you can't put everybody here. We only have so much space mm -hmm. in this area. That is interesting, TJ, on exactly, I mean, they're springing up everywhere. We have uh, all the, uh, the new uh, buildings going in and Baytown. Oh, my yeah. God, unbelievable over there, too. So we're hoping, you know, the, the port is doing really well. Uh, I think they're up, I want to say, is it about 15, 16% over last year? And if we get a little bit more business from the West Coast, wow. Mm -hmm. And you need, you need space for that. You know, uh, talking about uh, the e-commerce, we had the Amazon did open already in Lamar. Right. And they no more closed the deal in League City. I think they were they had the tilt walls up within a month in League City. Yeah. And then the one I had heard about it, but I couldn't chase it down for a while. I kept hearing little bits and pieces. But Amazon also right there on Red Bluff Road opened, um, and I think it was around. They said it was over a hundred thousand. But I, I heard a little bit more than that. But those are for the deliveries that you call at 8, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning and you need it that afternoon. It's that, that's yeah. where it's that it's instant that, one. That one, yes, that's what they're there for. Yeah, they, they, they have the, these, for those who don't know, the Amazon business structure of these warehouses. And they have yeah. certain things that they know are going to be kind of exactly. demand. We can exactly. deliver to you today, not the two-day two day prime. <laughs> It is order it and it's there that day. Now, uh, and they are building centers just specifically for that. That's right. Then the other things, what we're seeing in Lamarck and Lake City, those are for the get shipped in, then sent out to everyone within that two day prime. Uh, and mm -hmm. there was a time we'd always would say, you know, we'd hear, oh, shop local, shop local. And that's still important. There's no doubt about it. But what we're seeing more and more is, is that this is becoming local because those centers are right there in town. The sales tax are being based, paid based on where you're ordering mm -hmm. from. Those workers are local uh, as well. I mean, and that gets into where we folks were talking about, oh, I need to find workers, I need to find workers, I need to find workers, I need to find workers. Never ending. You know who's still needing to find workers, but they're not having as hard of a time? Are the Amazons of the world are the Bucky's of the world, by the way. I talked to Beaver Applin recently. He says, oh, yeah, we could use people, but we're not hurting right now. These were companies that were already paying the minimum wage when they started $15 an hour, or Bucky's, it was 12 if you're a cashier, and then move up from there. I wonder, too, if what we're finding to see now is what we call flex workforce, which is the employees have been able to take a break, too that they were working the grind before paycheck to paycheck. They've had a break and they've realized, you know, I have more value. And this is a fascinating topic to me. And I wonder too, how many of these, when you're talking with your 
business partners and, and the folks that are there are saying, we're having to look at the workforce differently than we did two years ago. I've heard that from the restaurants, of course. Right. And, you know, in some areas, it's just a little tougher than the others. And, yeah. wow, I, I don't know why, though, because, you know, they're, they're all, well, the, the restaurants are having to come up instead of they used to pay, I think, you know, a lot right. lower rate. Sure. And it was built on tips, and they can't do that anymore. They're having to step up. But the worst thing, you know, is um, once you train an employee, and I'm still hearing that, you come in, you train the employee, they're gone in a week. Yeah. And so you've lost all that. I mean, everything. And you and it's, you just want to nail somebody down, get them in, get them trained up, and keep them. And, you know, it's just costing, it's costing you business when it works the other way. So sure. uh, that's not it's not easy, but you're right. You know, in some areas, it seems to be just a little bit easier. And then there's a lot of uh, uh, people that have seen that Amazon seems to be getting the workers that, that they yeah. want. So if you're in the delivery business and there's a lot of other people looking to compete with that, they're stepping up to the plate and saying, we'll do that plus another dollar. And we are going to do mm-hmm. a show I, I, because, as, as again, personally, it's a fascinating topic. Uh, you talked about, you know, workforce has to be in place uh, and the like. And full disclosure for folks, I have a wife who, who that's one of her specialties uh, is in running the University of Houston Clear Lake Pearland campus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now they're working with a whole lot of folks about workforce development. That's right. San Jacinto College. It's hot. It's a hot subject. <laughs> for that. That is the lifeblood of those institutions right now. But if there is a key, and yes, this is a plug you know, for my wife, she doesn't get a raise, by the way, if this doesn't happen, but it's still, it, it goes into the workforce development in there is that that is what's being looked at locally. Mm-hmm. It is when a company wants to come in, they're going to put a huge million, multi-million dollar investment in. They want to make sure they have the workers there, get them trained and get them in so they don't lose them in a week. That's right. And that's where it's going to pay off if they put that investment in that. And, well, and you know, a lot of people way. that were off, some of them for, I don't think I was off during COVID. Never did. But, but there are some people um, that just took off for two months, three months, mm-hmm. six months, even a year. But a lot of them are reevaluating what they were doing and thinking about doing just that, taking a course at the co- cybersecurity. Look how hot right, that is. Right, right. And it's not going to go away. It's here to stay. And they're taking a look at, you know, I was working in a restaurant, and I liked it all right, and I, and I liked the place, but I think I'd like something a little more, you know, a little more secure and maybe do those flex hours because they're, right. a, they're able to kind of, kind of, you know, create their own uh, how many hours a week they're going to work, when they're going to work, where they're going to work, things like that. We're having everything's changed. Right. Everything. So, but look at uh, we have a lot of really good jobs here. Um, whether it's in uh, Petrochem, we have people that are retiring, and as you know, San Jacinto College has another center. That's all they do is train people to work on the, the P-Tech side of That's things. Right. Yeah. In petrochemical energy technology, both with specialty chemical. Um, and your uh, petrochemical too, and then and then maritime. Maritime's hot too. So mm. whatever you want to do, we've got the jobs, and it, it just uh, it doesn't take four years of school. You can get um, pretty good training in a relatively short period of time. 
We don't even, unless, I mean, then there's the truck drivers, the plumbers. Oh my gosh, everybody, it means name your price. Well, and I wonder though, too, is, and I know we're here talking about general economic development, but I, you're fascinated because you know all of this as well. But I wonder, too, I, I always use the joking line from one of my favorite movies of all time, Caddyshack, in which you know, one of the caddies is talking to Ted Knight's character and says, you know, I, my family can't afford me to send me to college and everything else. And Ted Knight's character, Judge Small, says, well, we, the world needs ditch diggers too. And he says it, now the premise of the movie was it was supposed to be insulting, but it actually wasn't because I've always said, you're darn right because I'm never digging a ditch. I'm never going to be in cybersecurity. I'm never driving a truck. I, I don't have that right skill set. But I like what we're seeing in this much is that folks are realizing there's value in hard work. Yes. There's value in not necessarily sitting in a cubicle. There is value in the petrol jobs. And you're right. I mean, we're seeing petrochemical industry is going through its third wave in the last 10 years of attrition, mm -hmm. natural attrition. Mm -hmm. These are guys that put in their 20 years because they started at 19 and they're young still, but they're like, no, I'm going to go off and do something else now. And I've got a good retirement, and I'm on my way out the door. Well, look at the look at the number of people, and that's before this, before the mandate came up about it. You can't work here if you don't have if you're not vaccinated. There's, right. There, that's a whole other set that we haven't seen yet. But besides that, look at the people in the last six months that have just decided to retire early. Yeah. Amazing amounts. In fact. There was a company in the Woodlands, I'm trying to remember who it was, they're actually, they're not even going to lease the building anymore, they've lost so many employees. Now, they're, they're putting, they're just kind of consolidating. Right. You know, but they, they've lost enough where they just don't need that lease space anymore. And so that was kind of interesting. And, I, and it's happening everywhere. Executives, you know, just, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and retire. One of the, if this has come into most folks have said it, you know what, I don't, I don't want to do the rat race. I want to work, but I don't want to do the rat race anymore. That's it. I think that's it right there. Yeah, because I, I know, as I said, when I sat down and, and studied this a lot, and I, I'd worked at a company once many years ago that had the four-day work week. And I got to tell you, I, I appreciated more, because no matter what eight-hour shift I worked, I ended up working 12. And I wasn't paid for that extra that was there. You liked it. Yeah, I liked it because I liked the job. But what I found was is that what I really liked was when I went to work for a company that had four-day work week and three days off. And that's what we shifted to. And, you know, already my, my staff is telling me, thank you, this is cool. And I'm off for three days. I can go and do something and not spend a day travel and then only one day to do something and then another day traveling. It's like, oh, I can get it done in a day and I'm back and I'm enjoying myself. I've had three days to kind of enjoy myself instead of that know, would be half nice. a day. You know, a lot of uh, years ago in, in California, they called it Cal uh, Friday light. Yeah. Because people were doing a four-day work week and you knew that if you had basically Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to get on the freeways, and not have every single person in the world on there with you at the same time. And I noticed last Friday, I was out and about early in the morning, I'd taken off and I had to go across town and it looked a little bit lighter. 
But unfortunately, they reappeared that afternoon <laughs> at four o'clock coming home, and I got caught. And all that, that may be the biggest thing for us but to I, get. Yeah, I know. But I was thinking that morning. I thought, God, this is good. It's lighter traffic and everything. They just didn't stay home. So. Yeah. Well, and I, that is one thing we are starting to notice now. The traffic patterns are getting oh, a little bit more yes. like they were before. I think uh, this is a personal bias. I think a lot of people have forgotten how to drive. Uh, that that is quite ev- yeah. Well, that too. It is Texas after you, all. But you know what people forget? We we hear you know I hear people complain about the traffic in some areas and oh we don't need any more uh, commercial business. We don't know where it's already too crowded. But you know what? That is a sign of success. It is. If you didn't have the traffic out there, you you don't have people eating out and going to work and out buying things, buying whether they're getting a, a new car, going to the movies, whatever it is, you're in a really good spot if you've got people out and about doing things, um, you know, working, buying, yeah, doing what they do. When you see people out, it's a good sign. It's not a bad sign. That's yeah, it's right. a pain in the butt at the time. But it is, it uh, is. What are some of the other hot topics happening uh, business-wise around here? Because you always, uh, those who don't know, and you need to join Bayhap just to get this, there's a newsletter that Barbara puts out once a month um, that is, I mean, it is chock full of information. This last um, time it was so long it was almost a book. I had, right, I had waited a little bit. You were catching up on a lot of stuff, I think. I was. It's been an interesting year, and um, I've still got some things I'm still catching up on. But I think some of the areas um, there's a lot of new. And uh, also happened um, during COVID, TJ. A lot of the nationwide and regional restaurants really started. You thinking, you know, are we going to get any more new restaurants? Oh my gosh, in the whole Houston area, I can't even keep track of them anymore. But they're also, you know, they've come in here too, taking over that space we talked about, but a lot of activity there. Uh, right here on 146, all the way from Laporte and keep going down toward Galveston. Lots of things going on right here in Kima. We've got mm-hmm. some some new housing coming in. Um, some new multifamily. Uh, we'll have some new commercial, probably some hotels and restaurants. We have the space for it. And those are the people, some of them are committed, some are waiting, but a lot of activity. Uh, it's a synergy. You know, they, they see what's happening and, we, and it's gonna look so different, um, especially on the other side of the bridge in, in Seabrook. Uh, so we've got a lot of things there. Um, I-45 is being fueled by so many. Did you notice how many new residential areas? I know. <laughs> and and even though the, the Grand Parkway hasn't started yet, they're already starting the houses in League City and toward Dickinson because, you know, it's going to. And I think that I'm hoping that it will help a little bit get that Grand Parkway started because now we have a new Amazon on each side. Right. Of on where, it, of where, where it's going to be. Right. right, right. Who's going to be using that? Amazon. Amazon, yeah. And so they do a revenue study, and we update it every year. I participate in it for the Grand Parkway to see who's going to be using it. Uh, do we have new companies coming in the area where you'd be having workers going, you know, using the parkway to get to work every day? 
new residential areas, same thing. Well, they're, they're here, they're now, so we need to get started on that. But when that opens up, oh my gosh, we've got six new intersections that will be built along the parkway going in just to the Alvin Bypass. Well, that means 24 new corners to me, six times mm. four. So, you know, we're going to have probably more new office buildings. Think about that. If you're, if you're on the Grand Parkway in that area between, between Alvin and League City, you can go south and go to the Port of Freeport. You can go right. south on 45 and hit Port of Texas City in Galveston. You can go north to Port of Houston and everything else. I mean, what a, what a thoroughfare that will be. Plus, all the people that are moving in, nobody, I mean, every, nobody, they're still going across town for certain things to go, maybe to the theater, things like that. But everybody wants to stay close to the house. So you're going to have to bring in some shopping, maybe like um, on I-45, the, uh, we've got the new HEB, Anchored Shopping Center, coming in. And that's what I think we're going to see in a lot of the areas where all these new houses are coming in in the uh, League City area, and we have a lot of them. Um, it's going to be very interesting. And a lot of people are really taking note of the new um, car dealerships that yeah. we have coming in. We've got some very high-end uh, uh, dealerships that are coming in. So um, that and it just really all the way down to Galveston, uh, it is just jam-packed with new residential and commercial both. We're seeing a lot of... Um, renovations going on uh, down at like um, they call it now uh, mainland city center used to be right. mainland mall mm -hmm. totally different look some areas have a little they're a little more landlocked they they have some things they're thinking about in lamarck at the old uh, the dog track there's somebody taking a look at that so a lot of activity on on i-45 now yeah on our on our <laughs> <laughs> both i-45 now and i-45 now uh and yeah now here's now our, our good friend uh amanda mclaughlin wants me to ask this question uh that what's happening with the fries building uh in webster haven't heard a peep she's oh. got ideas she has ideas for herself we know we know that but she wants to turn that into the into something but that area when you know mm -hmm. it, it was the slowest going out of business without announcing it thing ever with fries i think it was like two years in the running but Finally, you know, they made the yeah. announcement we're out. That's prime location right there. Oh, yeah. You would think something can go. The only thing I've seen, and I visit Rudy's a lot, get barbecue, maybe some banana pudding or something. <laughs> but I noticed they put a, a fence up right there, and I thought, oh, something's happening. Because I like to take pictures of dirt and what's going on from there. Right. I do. I love it. And I, and I do get out and drive around, and you have to notice the little small things. But I think... That was probably just to keep people from going through the parking lot. Cutting through mm. to get Cutting from one. Cutting through, damaging, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But I haven't heard one peep about that. Be interesting it's to see real. what happens there. Yeah, there we go. And you, know, you talking about you like to take pictures of dirt and everything else. There are those subtle things. I, I know of a, of a landowner once many years ago, he would every once in a while send a big mower out and just clear his property. And inevitably, within a day or two, he'd get a phone call from me. Saying, okay, what's going on? And he eventually said, well, you know, I can't tell you right now. And he would just say, he was being sly about it. But the one phone call for me was one thing. It was from every commercial 
person around. He got like 20 of those phone calls. And then eventually he admitted to me after selling it and making a big deal off of it. He admitted it to me. He says, no, I only did that to draw interest. Every once in a while, I just send the mowers out and, and do that. That uh, is the best marketing ploy I've ever is. seen. And the, and the best one, in fact, it's where the, the new HEB is going in, right there in right, El Dorado. 45, mm-hmm. uh, CDC, they were doing some utility work. And they put out a couple of tractors. They had to mow it first, and then they were putting in all the infrastructure. The guy that was over uh, at, at the mall, he was getting phone calls. Laura Elder at Galveston Daily News was getting phone calls. I was getting them, and I get all the what's that calls, yeah, right, emails right. and everything else. And we started comparing notes, and people started, if they don't know, they just start making it up. So this one was going to be a racetrack. It was going to be a, mo- a drive-in movie theater. It was going to be... Um, an amusement park. So we just started combining and saying, well, it's going to be a robotic uh, <laughs> racetrack with a movie going. I mean, it, it got to be ridiculous, but that's what people do. They they really start, if they don't know, they just they do start. make it up. The, Ran- the Randalls over on Clear Lake City Boulevard, I mm-hmm. hear some wild stuff, and there is nothing, nothing in right. there yet, because I check pretty frequently. But that is the truth. That is the probably the least expensive marketing that you can do and every time tj you're right every time anything is mowed the calls start coming yeah like uh next to the home depot um, yeah. property commerce owns that track and they cleared out the trees they want to sell the property oh my gosh i started getting phone calls like crazy and then when you call them and they say it's, it's nothing it's just just like your friend only you know if it, it's just infrastructure people think he's holding back He's holding back. Yeah, they know they're up to something at that point. No, and it is a great, as I said, I mean, it is, you know, and uh, and one day I'll reveal his name because he still has a lot of property and he still pulls this trick now. Because when I know it's one of his properties, I'll call up and say, all right, you really clearing it for something? Or is it, yeah, he'll just say, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. And, and go on from there. Uh, Barbara Kutzinger, Bay Area Houston Economic Partnership has been on with us. Uh, one of the things, as folks are listening to this on Wednesday on the podcast, uh, this afternoon, we talked about commercial space. NASA is still busy in a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. International Space Station, mm-hmm. Artemis, Orion. Gateway. We got Gateway. Mm-hmm. All of that's going to be talked about as folks are listening to this on Wednesday yes. uh, over at South Shore Harbor. Yeah, the program about that. managers for each yeah. one of those will be there to talk about them. That makes me things I don't know either, and I'd love to listen to it. It's very exciting. Yeah. I always like it. what you said here. The, I'm finally going to put it. You know, there, we've heard of ambulance chaser lawyers. Mm, yeah. Barbara just follows dirt movers. Follows the you dirt. Know, you know, wherever those are going, she's going to go and follow. When the dump there. truck starts dumping, yeah, I'm there. Right, they're doing something. But when it's, they're just, it's, it's true. That's when that's when they're really doing something. We've got uh, two or three projects right now in the areas, and that's what they're doing, and it's a lot. Yeah. So, and a lot of times I call the construction company. I'm giving away my secrets now, but you'll call the construction company. The, the proudest of anybody to talk about stuff are the architects. Yeah. And that, in fact, they've got um, different groups of people they show what they're working on. It's mm. really exciting. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Uh, all right, so I, I'll ask you this all the time, no matter what, but I'll just give you a chance here. What's a secret you can tell us right, like right now? Something that's coming. Nothing that I can think of right now. <coughs> 
sorry, allergies this week. Uh, we do have a Dave's hot chicken. That's that's a big deal. Coming in over at over, again over at the the new HEB, and it was interesting. Remember, Cafe Express was opened mm-hmm. yeah. on the other end, and they closed. They're going back in over there. Really interesting. Imagine just popping across the street, essentially, mm-hmm. for them. So, huh. Dave's hot chicken. I haven't heard it. We got we got to have to check that, that one out. They're doing that. So, all right, Barbara. We're gonna now. By the way, we're gonna ask you to come on at least quarterly with us. I hope well, you there's so much going on. We can do that. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, and if not, you can find her. She's doing these. Every chamber brings her in. Every every economic development group brings yeah, she's her a, in. She's easy to find. She's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah she is everywhere. Just like dirt. About, yeah, just like dirt. <laughs> I wouldn't put it in certain contexts that way. So, Barbara, thanks for coming on with us. We appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. And thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you next time. This has been Draft 45 on the Vinyl Draft Podcast Network.